Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Before I go into today's topic, if nobody hasn't told you today, I love you. I do. I love you, and you are loved more than you realize you are important to everything that is going on in the world today, no matter what you're feeling, no matter how it seems, know that you're loved, not just because I love you, but because God loves you. Yes, he loves you with the fullness of himself and his full abundance for you. So whatever void, if you have any, and if you're not in any void, let it overflow. Let that love that you feel flow out to other people today in an exceedingly beautiful and great way. All right? All right. Well, let's get on into today's topic. Let's not delay. So today's topic is titled, What is the Position of Your Heart? Understanding. Okay, what is the position of your heart? Subtitle, understanding. Okay, as we continue on our journey, we're breaking down the elements or the acronyms, letters in the operational pause, right? So today we're on the U, the U, which represents understand or understanding. And oftentimes and real commonly understand is clearly defined as a verb. It's something that we do, right? It's a doing. It's a a verb, an action that's taking place that's usually defined as to perceive the intended meaning of. But it's also defined as to interpret or view something in a particular way when we're talking about the verb. But y'all know me. I got to go deeper as always. That's just, you know, how I function personally. So hopefully that functionality imparts to you in some way to challenge you yourself to maybe go and test what I'm talking about, right? So when I went and I looked further, understand, you might know it real easily, right, that they're made up of two words, right? Understand is made up of two words. And these two words alone, one is under and the other is stand. And when we go and look at them, the word under itself pops up first is a preposition, right? And we, those of us who remember English, or if you're like me, you had to go back and really look at it a little bit. I don't kind of actively remember those things. Um, But a preposition is known as a word that governs and usually preceding a noun or pronoun and expressing a relation to another word or element in the clause. And I thought this was very important to pull out because as we, as I share the definitions of under, I want you to keep this meaning of a preposition in mind. It's a word that governs, usually preceding, okay? So the definitions of under, one says it's extending or directly below. Another is at a lower level than. It goes even further, and I thought this was intriguing. It says controlled, managed, or governed by. And finally, the fourth definition was undergoing a process. So if we keep that in mind and we look at under, and we, as we know here, shares wisdom from the word of God. When we see under or understand used in scripture, It's important that we keep the root meaning of each word in mind, not just our commonly used verb as an action. 
So as we continue looking at stand, stand is defined as a verb, and it is defined as having or maintaining an upright position. When we speak of a structure or an object, it's defined as being situated in a particular place or position. Also referring to a structure, it, it's defined as remaining upright and entire rather than fall into ruin or be destroyed. So we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 18, and I want you to keep in mind the two root words, under and stand. Under being defined as controlled, managed, or governed by, or undergoing a process, and stand, referring to the structure that you are, right, that is to remain upright and entire, rather than fall into ruin or be destroyed. Okay, so I'm reading Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 18 from the Amplified, and it's Paul in the midst of Paul's prayer for the Ephesians. It says, For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him by having the eyes of your heart. Flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich in his glorious inheritance in the saints, those his set-apart ones, right? His set-apart ones. So if we keep in mind the two root words, understand, Right here in verse 18, it's so that you can know and be governed by and remain upright and entire rather than to fall into ruin or be destroyed and know the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. It is important that in the pause we understand that there is a process taking place because we are structures, right? We're referred to as structures, as beings, right? Being, beings that are being formed into the image of Christ. And God has to pause us in life because there is a process of getting our hearts in the right position. Our heart is extremely important. Why? If you go to the Greek word for heart, in this scripture, it's used, the word is cardia, K-A-R-D-I-A, which is where the English word cardio comes from, right? And it refers to heart. It is used to speak of the heart, the mind, the character, your inner self, your will, your intention, the effective, not effective, but effective center of your being. It is the capacity of your moral preference. It's where your volatile desire or power of choice resides. So understanding this, you see why your heart, the condition and position of your heart is so important. 
And that is why when pauses happen, sometimes in that pause, you might feel that this is giving you a break because you've been exhausted. Or maybe your heart has been overworked and overused. Maybe you've had to rely on certain things and certain people and your heart has now gotten into a place where it seems to be a little murky. In the operational pause, God is going to deal with your heart. He's going to deal with your understanding. He's not just worried about your action of understanding and perceiving him because he says truly if we read this correctly and really from the meaning, he says I will impart into your heart what you need. I will impart into your heart the wisdom and the knowledge necessary. I will impart to you the insight needed to see the mysteries and the secrets and the deep and intimate knowledge of who I am. It's not up to us to fill our own hearts with desire. See, our heart is our desire producer, but Psalms 37 and 4 makes it real clear who our desires are to come from as believers. It says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Now, I know oftentimes that scripture is used to think that it's going to give us the wants that we have. But if you really read it and understand what God is telling you, is that when you are sealed in him, your desires are his. You don't have none of your own because you've surrendered your will and your intentions and your ideas over to what is his. He now sits on the throne of your will, right? And so now he says, I will impart into you what it is that you need. I will give you the wisdom and the revelation, the insight into my mysteries and my secrets. I am going to make sure that you know me. I will make sure that you know and have a clear understanding, a clear perspective, pure desires will be produced in your heart, not because of anything you're capable of doing, but because I'm all sufficient. I come, I do not recreate a, a demand on your life that I don't provide the supply. God is all-knowing, all-being, all-one. He is all three in one God. He says, I will give you the desires of your heart when you surrender to me. You will now have desires and make decisions that will establish you into the Christ-like image that I'm out to form. You will become that structure because in the pause, you ask yourself, God, I understand that I'm in the process, so what are you making me to be this time? What and who do I need to be in this upcoming season? That's why you paused me so that I can be fully equipped with all the understanding and knowledge necessary for this level. See, we can't get ahead of God and want knowledge for the rest of our life. He takes us step by step, glory to glory. So at each level, every time you go through a pause, there's a next season. There's a next level. So all he's giving you is enough to get through that level. And you've got to get okay with trusting God at every level, waiting for him to impart that insight, to give you that understanding. This is about, about you just knowing everything about God. He's saying, I want you to be 
intimate with me. I want you to know that I'm there with you when nobody else ain't there. I want you to know that when you feel empty, that ain't nothing but the room I need to abide in you. When you feel like nothing ain't going right, that's just the space I need to come and show up in your life. When you feel like you've lost it all, he says you still got me. I'm more than enough. I'm all you will ever need. He's trying to get you to understand so as you go through every level in your life and you think that things are getting bigger, the requests are getting more prevalent, the people are seeking more after you, that you will learn to withdraw more often. You will learn to come and re- reside with him. You will, you will not fall into the trap of the enemy of getting the glory for yourself but remembering that all of it belongs to God and that if God pulls you away, he already has made provision for them to get what they need. You've got to remember this ain't about you. You are just being used in a picture that's bigger than you and you get the joy out of knowing that God loves you so much and that he trusts you so much that he will work in and through you to touch the lives of the people that only you can reach. So in the pause, the understanding is about the positioning of your heart. It's getting your heart's desires and decisions in alignment with God, making sure that nothing, no one, no circumstance or situation will come up in this next season that will cause you to question or doubt him in any way. But here's the key. Even if you do, he's already there to reassure you of his presence. That's what you learn in the pause. You learn that when you feel like, I'm not sure, you go to the one who is sure, and that is the Lord. 30, Psalms 37 and 4 says, delight ourselves in him, and he will give you the desires, the necessary decisions that will establish who you are. So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. I hope it has challenged you. I hope it has ignited you, and I hope it is served as a reassurance to you that God is ready to take you to new heights. And all you've got to do in the midst of this pause is allow him to pour into you and use your heart as the channel through which he imparts his truth about who you are, whose you are, what he's doing in and through you, and all of the great and beautiful mysteries of how great God is in this world despite of what you see. So meet us back on the line tomorrow morning at the same time. And go throughout today with intention and authenticity, leading and knowing that you have been built for this moment. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.